Welcome to Try, Try Again with Catherine Belez, a podcast dedicated to relationships, one with yourself and others. I just finished watching a documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. If you haven't seen it, I encourage you to view it. As I watched it, I thought of family members and clients, particularly teenagers and young adults, who are struggling with extreme levels of anxiety and depression and self-harm. And I know that at least some of the information in this documentary is real. Suicide rates for teenage girls have skyrocketed, particularly in middle school. In social media, the phone is at the center of all of these mental health issues for many people. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the suicide rate among people ages 10 to 24 years old climbed 56% between 2007 and 2017. Around 2010, the death rate of, from suicide among adolescents and young adults surpassed the rate of homicide deaths, according to the same report. And this means that the chances of a person in this age range dying of suicide is greater than homicide when it used to be the reverse. And that's according to a woman named Sally Curtin, who was a statistician at the CDC and author of this report. And the report suggests correlation between the increase in suicides to smartphone use. And anecdotally, I can tell you that I believe this rise in depression and anxiety is linked to smartphone use. And though it is anecdotal, I see it in almost every teenager I've worked with in the last 10 years. It's not just social media and the smartphone, but it is combined especially with lack of sleep, nutrition, exercise, and time built into the day for meditation and mindfulness or just doing nothing and being bored. We have a generation or two that have been taught they never have to be bored and that there's no reason to ever be in pain. If I mention the name Socrates, most, if not all of you will know who he is. But do you know why you know that name? Socrates lived almost 2,500 years ago. In his lifetime, he wrote nothing, or we have no evidence of anything he wrote. He spent his life in search of the truth, and most of what we know about him is from his student Plato. Socrates was accused of corrupting youth by teaching them to question everything in society. And it was a, a society that wanted to maintain the status quo and monotheism, the belief in one God, is the other reason that Socrates was basically executed. He was found guilty of these things. And you may know the story where he drank the hemlock, which was the method of execution back in those days. So why do we still study him? Why do most of us still know his name? It's not like he said, hey, I've got the answer. This is the truth. Here you go. So there are probably many answers to that question. But I think what Socrates provided to us is an effective way to seek truth. His philosophy was to question everything. And in fact, it has a name, Alenkus. In other words, the Socratic method. Examining ourselves through questioning, he believed, made us more aware of our ignorance, even in those issues in which we are firmly entrenched and, and we believe they're true. 
This moves us painfully most of the time toward our humility and our modesty. It's a hard thing to do when we believe something to question it and feel ignorant about that belief at times. Questioning everything and seeking truth, whether we eventually find it, is the path of wisdom and growth. We come to it through humility and modesty and questioning ourselves. As I watched this documentary, The Social Dilemma, I thought of Socrates and his metaphor of the cave. Many of you may have heard this, but some of you may not. Basically, what Socrates describes through his student Plato is that the world around us is like a darkened cave. In the back of the cave is a kind of puppet show flashed on the wall with people and animals and objects like shadows. Everyone in the cave is born there and forced to watch this since birth without being allowed to take their eyes off of the cave screen. And because everyone has the same experience, if they're able to talk to each other, they validate the truth of what they have spent their life watching. Of course it's real. And then Socrates asks, what would happen to them if they were released of their bonds and cured of their delusions? If they were able to exit the cave and step into the sunshine and see the world around them outside of the cave, what would they do? Some might return to the cave because the familiar can feel like a relief. Some would adjust to the light and recognize the sun and the moon and the stars are the source of true light and reality. Even finding their way out of the cave, which Socrates relates to having beliefs and using our reasoning, is difficult. To do so, we fight everything we've known and those with whom we are surrounded who believe the same thing we do. It is much easier to stay with the known the shadows on the wall that everyone in your circle validates as reality. There's a very real danger about where we are now as a society. People unfriending others on Facebook or refusing to support businesses with various political beliefs or screaming over one another so that no one is heard and any possible truth or goodness is lost. This is also a beneficial skill for relationships. Instead of trying to persuade someone or get them to see the truth as you see it, make the exchange about informing yourself rather than the teaching of another. We know we cannot change the minds of people or persuade our partners until they feel understood and heard. If we do that, if we listen to them, we're on the road to very real communication, but it takes an investment of time and energy, and it's much more difficult, this path, than declaring someone to be a racist or an idiot or a sheep and then feeling superior in our beliefs. How often have you said or heard others say, I don't understand how they can believe that? So find out how and why they believe it or feel it. Move from judgment to curiosity. Now, this time in our history feels different to most of us. It reminds me of the 60s and early 70s, but it brings me an odd feeling of comfort, even thinking this time is unique, that a single man 2,500 years ago came up with a metaphor that still applies today, probably more aptly than at any time in human history. And you will see it as you watch The Social Dilemma. There are many quotes 
attributed to Socrates, such as uh, be be as you wish to seem and beware the, the barrenness of a busy life. And perhaps most famously, an unexamined life is not worth living. Socrates believed the purpose of our life was to grow spiritually and philosophically. When you think of your life, when you think of where you are now, do you feel that is happening? Are the things that you are doing on a daily basis growing you spiritually and philosophically? I encourage you to examine this. What feeds you spiritually? Experiment if you're not sure. We know for most humans, reading, praying or meditating, yoga, walking, allowing our mind to be empty without distraction, classical music. And I use classical music because I remember back years ago, a study was done examining how um, the brain waves of people listening to different types of music worked. And it was one of the most soothing I spoke with a friend recently who said he enjoyed really deep conversations about life. And very often his friends did not want to engage in those deeper conversation. And he felt this absence in his life. And so he tried to seek it out with other people, but it was really difficult to find someone to talk to on a deeper level. The deeper conversations take more energy for some. And I think often our egos get in the way. Maybe we aren't sure how we feel. Maybe we don't think we would be able to contribute in any meaningful way. Maybe we think we would look foolish. And even though we have strong beliefs, we aren't sure we could articulate them. But I encourage you to look at having deeper conversations with people, with your partner, with your friends and your children, knowing that listening to someone else's opinion, which may be radically different from yours, does not negate your belief and actually may contribute to it in an unexpected way. I believe that that kind of open-hearted and open-minded social connection, the examination of ideas around varying truths and experiences with curiosity and without defensiveness is the answer to our current social dilemma. Perhaps it always has been. Have a week filled with meaning and love.